going on, Jordan? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Not in person now? We got to go back I to know. the old format? I don't like it. That's uh, why I had to see uh, you on a different screen, so I can put a big big head on here instead of doing it. Uh, a my... big head, yeah. <laughs> we won't have the uh, the beautiful sounds of southeastern Michigan in the background today, though. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, you're not going to hear birds was... talking, trying yeah. to get in on the conversation. There were some aggressive birds. There were some aggressive crickets. There were like gun. There was like gunfire in the background at one point. <laughs> hey, you know what it's, they were uh, doing? They were tree trimming. So fortunately, we finished up, man, because that was going on all day. Those big commercial uh, tree grinders. It just at sounded, your house? It wasn't at my house. It was on the other. It was um uh, like on the across. other side of the street or whatever. But it was so loud all day. It was just wow. Give just, uh. Like, can you give us a status update on your tree situation? I feel like that's what this has turned into every week. It's just like, how many trees have you taken? I haven't out? done anything with trees. I'm excited. I got a gym. I set up a gym, oh. <laughs> which you saw some of. So it was the first time I worked out. Actually, it was yesterday where I finally put everything together and got weights and got a barbell and just got a floor. And I just nice. worked out this morning. So I can't wait to see how sore I get progressively throughout the day, <laughs> how long it goes on for. Dude, I, I like put, I worked on my car yesterday and I'm fucking sore. Like it's just offensive how easily I'm get, I get sore now from shit. Like you're not just your car things different. You're not used to being bent over the whole time. Yeah. It's like I removed the seat and then I put like aftermarket seat rails on it to lower the seat. Cause I'm like giant and don't <laughs> fit in tiny convertibles very well. And then, uh, like, you had the bolts rock, or so it's like you're you're hunched over doing that, and now like everything in my lower and upper back is exploding. So that's good. I feel like I'm getting arthritis in my hands. I know this is like genetic. My family's had that, but it's, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. I was getting carpal tunnel for a while until I figured out how to like set my chair up mm. in my keyboard and everything and get the heights right, and then it largely went away i wonder if there's anything you can do although you're not typing like all day every day so no i have that too though just from working out just like if your forearm muscles get so big i know this sounds so corny they crush the carpal tunnel you've got too much gains (laughs) too much gains on my forearm so then they start to crush that carpal tunnel and then all the nerves that you know control your finger movements get crushed and restricted you got to prioritize. You want to be big or do you want to have <laughs> like a pain for your wrist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at least it's nothing out of injury. It's just out of whatever. I can always let them atrophy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you look good, you know? <laughs> uh, what else is new? I know what's new with you. You got a dog. Yeah, dude. Dog life. Uh, it's cute. So we're night two. So I told you the cat somehow got fleas, which mm-hmm. was dope. And then, of course, we found a few on the puppy now, so it's just oh, like damn. the whole house is written with leaves. But, you know, like, I was reading about it more, and, like, we have a vet appointment, um, but it seems like you basically just treat them, comb them out, whatever, and then, like, eventually with with Frontline and these other, like, skin treatments, I guess the fleas just start to die. So, like, they might be in the mm. house, but they don't care about humans, and if they can't live off the animal hosts, I guess it's just, like, over time, they just kind of die off. So, I don't know. It's not very satisfying because I like to know definitively whether or not there's like a fucking parasite in my house, but um, you know, they're, you don't even really see them, I guess. Um, so no, yeah, dealing with that. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. Other than that, uh, he's pretty well behaved. You know, we tried the crate thing 
way too soon and he was like not into that so mm. but which you know is understandable like his whole life has changed over the past two days so we've been like just having him kind of go in the crate when you know he's into that on his own actually i just was up there a minute ago and he's like sleeping in the crate with the door open on his own so that's good I'm trying to get him up to that point but he's really smart you know it's like he's slowly starting to pick up like walking on a leash which i get mm. would be kind of a weird concept if you've never done that before so getting uh trying to get inside the mind of a puppy to try to mold him but he's doing that he's eating well he's like uh i got him to play fetch yesterday like he understood to like get it bring it back and then i throw it again so it's pretty funny like he's a little his little brain is pretty developed already yeah get it from my understanding of well i'm not a animal psychologist but usually for animals uh rewards work better than punishers so Reward, yeah, that's reward, what all the reward. Yeah, that's what all the books say. So we've got these like bacon treats that I fucking I honestly want to try them because they smell pretty good. So I tried like, dog food before. I've tried some treats before when I was a kid. There were these little I tried pizza the things bacon strips. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, the pizza ones. Yeah, those those are not good. From it what just I tasted like it. It tasted like it smelled. It was a trick. I don't know. I, I imagine that's what it'll be like in the future. There'll just be like you're eating soylent and it smells nice, but then. <laughs> Just yeah, then you get it in your body. It's just right, yeah, right. soy. Um, yeah, the bacon strip that I tried 150 years ago was uh, not bad, honestly. Yeah, but the, you know what the problem is with that? It's like it's not human grade food. Like you might get sick or something. Well, I, t- I took like a <laughs> tiny little corner off it right. and just chewed it and then spit it out. But I mean, it didn't taste like terrible, you know, compared to like <laughs> eating like kibble. I imagine tastes like sand, sand with some like beef. Powder oh, smells gross. I can't imagine. Maybe we'll try that yeah. next time. Next episode. <laughs> in yeah, condition. next time we're going to talk about dog, dog, dog food, food sampling. Yeah, but yeah, he's good. He's uh, pretty, like, just surprisingly chill for a puppy, so I think that'll be good for us. But it still sucks because, like, you know, you got to wake up and take his ass out. He's not, like, he, he's sleeping through the night um, without, like, pissing himself. He had one accident, and when I say accident, I mean he just looked at us and then pissed on the rug, which was cool, mm. but, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he seems, like, more or less house-trained now. I think it's just, like, he's got a tiny bladder, so sometimes, like, he, I don't think he knows to, like, tell us when he needs to go outside, so we need to get him, like, used to maybe peeing on the pee pads and stuff, but. I think it's every hour, it's, right? For a dog his age? No, I don't think it's quite that much. I mean, ish yeah but he he can hold it through the night so i think as long as he's like you know not chugging water right before bed and stuff he's good but yeah last night we we're just watching tv and he just got up and then pissed so that was mm. cool but yeah it's a trip i don't know it's gonna be interesting I, i'm curious to see how i can like teach it you know because i've never really like the cat was easy it's just like when it does bad stuff you're just like no and then it learns and then that's it but dogs are a little bit tougher to get through to right they're more human-like they're right more social interested in socialization all the time they get envious it's so funny too like how he just right away loves us like he went you know it's like mm. dog dogs do right like you meet a new dog and they're like oh my god but it's funny that he was just taken away from his like family but then right away he's like attached to us which it's just like funny to think about that you know like how quickly they can He's got needs, man. You got to yeah. go where the where the food is. And then he'll form <laughs> well, don't a make it. Don't make it about that, man. He obviously has a connection with us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he will because you give him yeah, the food. Yeah. And then he'll trust you and love you. 
Yeah, that's all it boils down to. Sad. It's nice, man. You have a little blushy face. I can see blushing over your dog. No, I'm just sad that all he wants from me is food. Not no, no. He loves you. That's how. That's how the first love starts, man. It's food. That's how all love starts. That's how all love starts. Honestly, that is how all love starts. It all starts with food. It all starts with um, breast milk. You should write a book about that, like a book. (laughs) Freud did. Starts with food. (laughs) Then he got. He got his. You know, whatever. People got upset about how he described things. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of describing things, subscribing things, <laughs> thank you for doing that, people. And uh, as always, not getting a lot of emails, so feel free to email us uh, inhumanpod at gmail.com or social networks at inhumanpod. Click subscribe, get new episodes Sunday. They're always better than the one before. Sometimes we have ambient nature noise. It's like you're getting a podcast and one of those like things of the recordings that put you to sleep at night. Next time we'll do it like during a thunderstorm. So it sounds, you know, like the peaceful raindrops <laughs> and thunder. It'll be beautiful. So what are we talking about today? So I'm at college. And I know that's very you're broad. You're going to college? Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, really the idea for me came up for college. I mean, there's a lot to be said about it, but especially with uh, a lot of patients that I see are returning to college or returning to some version of college or going to some version of college for the first time. And obviously there's a lot of um, different, what, I guess, approaches that the colleges are taking given that they're in a pandemic. Um, but that aside, it got me thinking about the whole college system in general. Um, so again, starting with some of the patients I see, some of them are doing college remotely and, you know, they worked really hard to get accepted to these big brand. I call them that maybe that's my insecurity about my little brand (laughs) I came from, but, um, you know, these, these really popular research schools, um, and they're disappointed that they don't get the experience, which is understandable. But also they're disappointed that they're going to be staying at home and have these huge costs uh, associated with staying at home and going to college, which I know some of the colleges are trying to address. But that kind of triggered this whole idea of like, you know, th- thinking about the cost of colleges and the, the amount of debt people escape with colleges and the quality of colleges. And they're all over. The, and, and is there even necessity to, <laughs> for colleges, you know, with all the um various schools that are within a college and the outcomes yeah i don't know it just took me down this whole rabbit hole in my thoughts so i wanted to talk about it with you i could shorten this all up no need for college <laughs> everything you need to know you can learn from youtube videos <laughs> like that's it full stop no yeah i mean it it's obviously a complex issue you know when we kind of were talking about this idea um i i was just my immediate thought is as with a lot of things in this country or in the world and with the proliferation of technology and the direction that we're headed in business, you know, in in people's occupations and in education, it's just a lot of it seems like vestigial. It's like, we've done it this way. So we're going to continue to do it this way because that's what you do. Right. Right, And it's like, I, I feel like we've hit this turning point where, you know, as we've talked about, even in government and politics and everything else, like we are moving so fast now that to try to have something that's like a four year degree based on curriculum that was developed by like a 65 year old person who hasn't been in the industry for 35 years. Like it just seems like very, 
short-sighted to think that that's worth $100,000 over the course of four years or whatever to, to try to get you ready for uh, an occupation. Now, of course, I'm biased because the industry that I work in now is large, like largely changing every day, you know, week, month, year. But that's even my background, right? Like I would say, so I went to school for journalism. I mean, that's what I got a degree in journalism and I minored in communication. And like a lot of that stuff, uh, uh, there's two sides to the coin. One is that, you know, like writing is writing is writing largely or like style, like writing in, you know, AP style and and understanding grammar and and, uh, inverted pyramid, like article structure, like how to write a news piece, whatever. Like that stuff is largely set in stone i mean it's not going to change a lot however digital journalism writing for mm. the web uh you know generating copy that works in one medium versus the other like there, there was a lot of stuff that they weren't teaching yet so much so that when i was in school i was uh interning at a media outlet and writing stuff and learning some of that shit from the source and then I ended up like student teaching like digital journalism classes at my college because I knew more than like I forgot what did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like because the the teacher was like you're you're doing this so like why don't like once in a while especially you know when when people when teachers are busy or whatever they were like she would be like oh why don't you help kind of fill in the the blanks on this class and like walk people through how you guys do X Y and Z so it's it's I think indicative of like how far behind some of these curriculums are, you know, and, and then just generally the structure of it, right? Like, is that how people learn? Like, do you just, I have a fundamental problem with you just get to the point where you finish like your, you know, K through 12, you have no idea about anything in life. You, you've just been given the right to like do anything. Sure. Legally. And then suddenly it's like, decide what you want to do for the rest of your life get in a huge amount of debt unless your parents are paying, you're lucky enough for your parents to pay for it or something. And then, Oh, you're locked into that. Right. That's like, Oh, I want to be like, what? I mean, at 18 years old, if you have to decide shit, dude, I went through like four different majors before I landed on what I did. And then like, that wasn't even a good choice because journalism is not like a safe profession. And then luckily I happened into a totally different industry and the piece of paper largely doesn't matter. But you know, I was interested in engineering in the beginning and then accounting. Then I went into psychology. I wanted to do what you do. And I went down that path for a while. And then eventually I kind of happened into, it was reverse. I sort of stumbled into the job, got interested in it, then pivoted to journalism, then transferred from community college to university where I wrapped my degree up. But since then, it was almost the moment that I finished college, I realized that I would never, I was never going to, I wasn't going to like write professionally for the rest of my career. Mm. And then I moved into tech. And then now, literally, the only reason that that degree comes up is just just like, oh, you have a, do you have a degree? Yep. Like it checks that box. That's, that's the only, it's like a, a badge of honor that they look for on your CV. That's it which I think is the case with a lot of people. So, you know, it's just, it feels like a really archaic way of determining that, like, you went through the steps. We don't care what the substance of those steps was necessarily. We just need to know that you did it. Right, right. Versus if I 
dragged out rite of passage in some ways. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's almost exactly what it is. Surely, sometimes you know, like in your profession, like there are there are cases where you definitely need to have a very specific background to do something like a certification of sorts to be practicing or whatever um, to prove that you're knowledgeable in that specific skill set. But in a lot of other industries, it's like, dude, I know people with degrees all over the charts. I know people in tech who have never finished college. I mean, that's kind of like the classic, um, you know like tech bro or, or that, like yeah, startup that's pretty type prevalent which, in tech right i don't know about pretty prevalent but i mean you always hear about the people like steve jobs or so you know who like never graduated uh mm, he, those are like entrepreneurs i don't know i yeah. was thinking more of um a lot of people that work in not a lot i shouldn't say that i don't fucking take a survey but there are, there are many people that i know personally that are involved in um and this is how stupid I am about the field, so this probably is irrelevant to, to even make a point. But um, they're involved in some version of programming or engineering, and they're just really good at math. And they didn't necessarily go through and get a degree, but they um, completed specific certifications and just built up a lot of experience. And then, yeah. Right. I mean, anything you would have gone to like a traditional university on for like software development would be irrelevant now anyway. So other than right. just having gone through the motions, it's like... The shit changes so quickly um, that you would need to prove your value and proficiency in those skill sets in some other way regardless. So who cares where you got your degree and what it's in? Um, And then, yeah, and then conversely, it's like I see people who are already established in their career, but like to make the next step. And I see job postings that say this, it's like MBA preferred. And it's like, Jesus, like to think about, I mean, I've considered it just because if I could do it and just having the piece of paper would say that I'm ready to go to the next level, you know, great. If that gets me to that next level, but also that's giving up years of your life. That's giving up time. That's giving up money to then just check a box to get, yeah. to make somebody else have, I don't know. It just seems very, can't there be a better discrimination tool other than <laughs> like making right, like job pay. experience, right? <laughs> right, which, right, right. That, which is, any time I'm in a position where I'm hiring or helping hire for a role, I don't, you know, yeah, like, I guess I'll look at if you were like a fucking, you have a PhD from fucking MIT or something, I'll be like, oh, wow, you know, like this, like, obviously you are very smart to have got through to that position and whatever, and like, that's impressive. But if I see that you have one year of experience in the field and I see another person who went to like, I don't know, Oakland Community College and has 10 years of experience in the field, who do you think I'm picking all other things being equal? You know, uh, I just, right. Experience is king. The MIT when it comes guy, right? To... No. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously the MIT guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think, uh, again, I taint it with my, like through happenstance, how I lucked out in primarily getting most of my education for community college and only transferring at the end to university to then get a, a bachelor's degree from a university so it cost me very little and got me the bare minimum of what i needed to get through but then i see people who are doing like you know starting a university they don't it's not like they have family money and they're like they're walking away from the four years with like you know six figure it's not uncommon for people yeah. like six six figures with a student loan debt and they're paying for that into their like well into their thirties, right? Right. And it's like, man, um, 
I just uh, that there has to be a better way, right? I mean, the 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 last thing I think you want to start your real professional career in adulthood off with is crippling debt, however low the interest rate is. Right, um, it's not that low. I when I had loans, there were uh, <clears throat> when I had loans, the federal loans were, I think six and a quarter, which is not low. In my opinion. Yeah, I think mine was something similar. There was something, too, where I could prepay the interest Mm. so that it didn't accrue. And I didn't... This is the funny thing, too. I didn't know shit about loans because I was, like, 20 years old or whatever. And I was like, what does this mean? I got, like, the letter. And my dad's like, oh, do that. Like, if they're letting you prepay the interest, do that. And I was like, "Uh, okay. So I just did it because he said to. And then it ended up... I mean, it was just so much... Like, it, it was so much cheaper. And then I just made... I just got in the habit of making double payments while I could because it was still my cost of living was nothing. And then it was paid off relatively quickly because I only had the two years of university or whatever. But like, yeah, for again, because I was lucky and because I took the advice of my dad or whatever to pay that shit off quickly. Like I a lot of other people are are I know still now being at our age that are are still paying that shit down. And it's just like. You know, that plus your house plus kids plus all of the normal living expenses to have to deal with that. And I don't know that 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 knowledge that they gained in school fundamentally changed their ability to do their job. You know, I, I think that if you're looking at how things were structured previously where loans weren't so available and the cost wasn't so high. Right. I don't think I, we, you and I would be having the same conversation about this because I feel like, OK, it's four years you get to go take a shot at independence. You get to see what it's like to regulate yourself, to leave and make your own peer groups if you decide to, to leave somewhere. Um, you have access to <clears throat> a lot of information. You know, it's obviously different now because of the internet, but you, you have a lot of access to research and information. Um, it, it's a it's a safe, I don't know, it's almost like an adult playpen. <laughs> Like you're in between being an adult and, and being a teenager <laughs> and you can go figure things out there. Right. But now with what you're talking about, the cost being so high um, and just everyone having student debt. And I think I remember hearing this. Someone Google it. Uh, I believe that the cost has doubled uh, on average in the last 10 years. So the average cost per I guess like credit hour has doubled in 10 years, which is insane to me, which is fucking crazy. Especially when you're considering the first two years are prerequisite. And then that's assuming your last two years are something trade related. So for my field and, you know, whatever, there's, there's other trade fields where, yeah, you have to learn everything and then you kind of become uh, something comparable to like a, a, I believe they're called like, journeyman or something like you become an apprentice to someone else someone walks you through it with more experience you're doing a lot of hands-on while you're also doing like academic stuff Mm. and there's really you know i don't know how else you would be able to do it effectively in in psychotherapy or psychology or a lot of the those type of fields but yeah there's obviously engineering medicine there's a lot of fields that are trades in you know the traditional trades that most people think about plumbing heating and cooling electrical so um, for these fields, I feel like, sure, you need to go and you need to get all of the training, right? But when you compare someone that's doing, okay, so, right, there's, there's more acad- academic um, information associated perhaps with 
psychotherapy than there is with, um, I don't know, like being in HVAC tech or something like that. But the cost of the academic portion of, of the HVAC guy or like the plumbing guy or the electrical guy versus like the psychology guy is is night and day. So it's like, wait a minute, where where is this going here? What are, what are these people paying for? Like to, to be encouraged to live somewhere and pay for a tiny dorm to be able to get drunk with their friends to take the first two years of some shit that nobody pays attention to and again hopefully the last two years were in a relevant trade opposed to something that was just strictly liberal arts based which you know i'm not my my field is is you know strongly a a liberal art field let's say but um you know a lot of social sciences uh, are and then as you go into the more graduate levels they're more research based but it's just a an entirely different proposition right now than it was, you know, 20 years ago, right? Because people are not launching now because they're crippled with debt that's not bankruptable. And I don't know how well the uh, education is that they're getting because the emphasis has been shifted to um, increasing student numbers um, opposed to like increasing research quality. I, I just I just went down a whole big rabbit hole now and I went too tangential but yeah (laughs) i I just think it's an entirely different value proposition yeah and like i said you know i think like there are certainly fields that are there are a a number of things that are constant enough where you do need i think you like that university setting makes some sense right like medical sure generally i mean obviously there are breakthroughs but if you're like for a doctor i don't want them just like walking out of high school and being like, oh, I'm going to fucking cut some cadavers up and DIY. Like, I, yeah, I want them to go to a, like a storied university and learn sure. this from like the best. That's the best obvious, before though. Right. Those are like, they pass the smell test. You don't need yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, for somebody who's uh, trying not to just use our professions as the examples for everything, but like anything else, like business, it's such a like, theoretical thing i mean like like understanding Mm -hmm. like the principles of economics that's one thing but like you could teach somebody the basics of that i would wager in a year easily like like assuming they had the foundations from high school and that's a whole other problem is that i think like the the barrier to entry to college is different for a lot of people but like getting people from the high school level to like a, an adult level of understanding of like the foundational elements specialized in the field. That's one thing, but you could also do that at a community college for like a fraction of what, you know, you could do what you need at a university mm-hmm. provided people understand that. I would say you can bring a person with that level of understanding up to understanding the basics of economics pretty quickly. And then I would want them doing some sort of entry-level role to realize how that applies, right? You know, it's like the classic example I use is math where, you know, through all throughout grade school and middle school and fucking high school and then in college, all of the shit they taught me was like, what you know, there's story problems and stuff, but they were not rooted in reality. It's not like, oh, this is how you calculate the fucking tangent of a triangle. It's like... Um, or the, the hypotenuse of a triangle. It's like, what, when it, what is, what am I ever going to use that? Like, what does that have to do with anything? There weren't like, it wasn't like applied math that if they were really focused on teaching you how to calculate things that were practical, it would have been like, like running Excel and creating pivot tables and doing things like that. I mean, that's useful math, understanding how to construct a formula to like, 
project, you know, compounding interest or something like those are things that people should know. Um, and yet it was all about like sine, cosine and tangent and like geometry and fucking statistics. Statistics was probably the most, actually the most useful. Statistics pretty useful. Yeah. yeah. That was useful. I take that back. But I think you could get all of that knowledge and all of the knowledge that I built since then was from having figured out myself because that's what people are doing in business. And so like, again, given two different people, one who had a year of the foundation and then years of experience versus another who had years of the foundation expanded upon by people who have maybe worked in the industry recently and maybe haven't, uh, who am I going to take? You know, cause like at the end of the day, the kid, the customer, the student is paying the college for the piece of paper. Whereas for the person with experience, the company is paying them over years, presumably, because they have a level of proficiency needed to survive in that role and generate revenue for that company, right? I mean, that's how I always look at it. It's like, I'm impressed that you got your degree. That's great. But you were you you paid for that. Whereas right. somebody who is who has work experience and they made it through several years with the same employer... That tells me that you were proficient enough that not only did they employ you, but they employed you through several annual reviews and kept you around. So obviously you know what you're doing, which I don't know that I can say for the other person. So it just seems like such an ass backwards way of determining worth. Again, there's a big asterisk there. This is like specific to certain fields, but I feel like we have not yet accepted with small exceptions, um, like in technology and, and such that maybe four-year degrees are not the barometer of, you know, acumen that they once were for everybody. Sure. Sure. You know, and I think the, the availability of funds has obviously increased uh, access for people, but because there is so much access because there is so much fun, like so much funding, you know, obviously price I'm goes up. Speaking of funding, right. I'm speaking of loans. Um, it, it's like everyone now has a student loan business. <laughs> it's like everyone who's ever lended money and it's, you know, it's, it's a guaranteed payment for them because there's no defaulting on a student loan. I mean, there's no bankruptcy on a student loan. So I feel like it just incentivizes the companies that do lending to shift towards, you know, using this, um, it's almost like a societal pressure for people to go to college <laughs> to lend money to people who have no fucking, you know, just you were talking about earlier, have no idea how interest works, how repayment works, how any of that works um, to take on these loans. And the qualifier is like, oh, they have pulse. They got one. They're good to go. Here, give them a loan, you know, right. no experience. Give them a mortgage. Oh, you, Zero you're experience. making like $10 an hour or whatever right. at fucking McDonald's. Yep. Uh, here's... One hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, presumably, when you get done with that, you're gonna be able to get a high-paying job. But it's like Jesus. I mean, I'd be interested to see like a study where it's like what the average repayment terms are, what that would mean in terms of a monthly payment, and what the entry-level job salaries are out of like most occupations where the resulting cost is that high. But like, I don't know. Anecdotally, the people that I know that have that kind of debt, it's like it's not something that you're gonna tackle in five years right it's right. not something you're going to tackle in 10 years yeah it's not so, comparable to taking out like a business loan or something like that right. for, for you know it's like oh, even I'm, doctors I'm an entrepreneur 
yeah yeah I like know. there's this there's this assumption that you know and, and like this is a different problem because again i do think doctors that should should go to university but people that Bring i know their cars down Hook right. Them up I mean, people discount. that I know that are going to medical, it's like there's this assumption that, and I think even by the people going into it, that like, oh, I'm gonna get done, and then I'm a fucking doctor, and I'm gonna be raking in cash. It's like not really. You're a bitch for years, and then eventually you make like an okay salary, and then eventually you make a good salary. But that's after like eight years of school, and then another few years of being a bitch, and then eventually you're you're like then 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 you can start to pay a decent chunk of your loan back. Then you're like 40 years old, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, assuming right. you do this all concurrently right out of high school, which not everybody does either. You're talking about as long as you spent in primary school, you're spent then getting that second level of education and paying it down. That's fucking crazy. Right. You know, I see this two ways because in some part of it, it's like, um, the, the people that would traditionally go to college, you know, like that would go and try to get a four year degree. I feel like it's not, it's a disservice to them. I also feel like on the other end of it, people who would go for higher learning, um, going into grad schools, it seems like there's just this endless machine of needing to like manufacture PhDs for people and manufacture PhDs for people. And like, are we really doing research that propels anything forward or are we just, you know, using this as a way of generating income because it's not for some people that I know that have doctorate degrees. Um, it's not the traditional, you know, they, they applied for a specific PhD because of a specific researcher and they received, <clears throat> they received, um, what do they refer to those? Like a stipend or not a stipend. Yeah, I think it is a stipend, whatever. They, they give them the money to go to school there and they require them to student teach and things like that while doing the research and doing some writing. Um, there are people that I know that, that also paid through their doctorate, which is insane because you're talking about, you know, four years is, you know, a hundred grand for some people. And, you know, hey, what's another four, five, six years for a PhD? The rates are higher too when you pay for those classes. So if you didn't receive the, I don't know why it's escaping me, stipend is not the right word, but, <laughs> but whatever it is, if they didn't like give you- a grant or something? What do you take? The school gives you the money. The school pays like a your scholarship. School. No, it's not a scholarship. They pay for the school. They want you to do research. They want you to teach. So they're kind of, they're using you in a sense. But it's supposed to be, you know, beneficial for both parties. It's supposed to be expanding the research. But I I, I just think that there are so many um, schools that are just you know like you're buying your your PhD just because we can. I don't know. We need to keep feeding this system that operates and it's it's not like there's something earth shattering that came out of your research like i can write a dissertation all of that, yeah that's yeah. it's it's like all of that is is a whole other end of the spectrum that's fucked up which is that colleges have turned into these businesses they're like hedge funds that's, with yeah. a university name slapped on them where yep you know like this whole ncaa thing right where they're not like they don't pay the athletes so they're they're right. like plucking these kids out of school, giving them like you know a free education, which oh that's hundreds of thousands of dollars at this school. It's like yeah, it wasn't you know before. So you've you've, right, right, you've right. jacked the value. I've made that seem like that's the payment for these kids who are like top class athletes. Then you go sell tickets to those games to Joe Schmo for what I mean insane amount of money that they make from licensing and airing you know the games on television, selling tickets, selling all the shit, and then they don't pay them. And like that's just a well, cool because the fucking students are not going to pay them. It's like well okay, but you're profiting off of it, just like all the research that you're getting for free 
and you're charging them for, or, or maybe you're discounting what they would pay for that education. But it's just, it's crazy that the that's NCAA just... thing is worse because the research that, let's say, like I don't know, Ann Arbor's here. So like the research that U of M does, <clears throat> they're not, at least to my knowledge, selling <clears throat> directly selling the research, right? They're not like directly print, you know, whatever. But they're using it as a marketing to tool. Sure, but the NCA or NCAA, they're like having logos <laughs> put on hats and shirts and games, right. and it's like, hey guys, give give us give us your money. It, it's a whole different thing. So yeah, you guys are participating in the sport, and we are paying for your school. And fundamentally, we're not just, yeah, yeah. Which I think like. I don't, I don't know that student-athletes should be paid. I think the problem I have more is that college sports should be college sports. They shouldn't be a fucking spectacle. They should be, like, the next step after, like, school, high school sports. And then from there, you know, if you want to go on, like, sure, give people scholarships, whatever. But then don't don't market it like they do. Don't make it into this this capitalistic enterprise like they do. And instead or use that money to subsidize the education for everybody right. like don't don't it just it's like colleges have turned into a business yep. not a means of of educating people and it's just fucked up and disappointing that it's like yeah. like everything else just everything has to go up into the right at any cost yeah so without being too specific i know some people because of people that do what i do either do psychotherapy or do psychotherapy and do research or do psychotherapy and teach or whatever, all of the above. Um, so yeah, I know some people who are professors at some very, very big name schools in the area that, uh, have told me that some of these big, big schools have large surplus cash. That's, it's a very high surplus cash. And, um, some of these big name schools uh, will decide to hire lecturers instead of bringing on more professors um, because it's cheaper to have lecturers than it is to have professors within the colleges there. And it continues to increase their surplus um, and they continue to charge higher rates every year. And if I'm going to a big, big name that I worked my ass off for because you're supposed to be the greatest research school, or schools, and there's the greatest minds around that are going to be teaching me. I would, I think it's, uh, you know, it's really disappointing if I'm being taught by a lecturer because here's the thing: I can be a lecturer at some of these big, big schools because I know some people that say, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" I've been offered this. I don't do it because I don't teach. I yeah, sure, I know a lot about psychotherapy and psychology, and I can teach some courses. I know the information. But I don't teach and I don't write and I don't do research and I have no business, no business, in my opinion, um, being there in some of these positions. So if you just shelled out your big box and I show up there, I would be dis- I, I would be disappointed. Not that I don't know. Not is that there I any don't check against that. Like because you know, for example, like I was saying, there were there were times where I sort of stood in and like taught. You know, just a, like a class or something. It wasn't like I was doing. Well, it for the department is supposed to be the check. But, but I that's... mean, like, yeah, but there's no, like, official certification, right? It's not like like where for you, for example, if you were like, eh, costs are getting kind of high and I'm busy, so what if instead uh, Tuesday, you know, Susie, I'm going to have Jordan, my friend, who, like, 
I think you might like talking to. I'm just going to tap him in. And you he's guys done a podcast talk. with me. He's he done a podcast. It. He basically is a psychologist at this point. So he's going to talk to you and, and you know, you're going to still pay the same amount. Like, of course that wouldn't fly. <laughs> but why course. is that not the case for people who are like crafting the minds of tomorrow where you're paying these huge amounts for that education? I mean, it seems like that seems almost fraudulent to some extent. I, I mean, they've built in certain... You know, within the construct, certain definitions that qualify as people who uh, are capable of doing that. So to me, it seems, and it sucks too. How about this? Okay, so I'm talking about the student perspective of the person taking out the loan. Uh, For the lecturer too, I feel like they lead these people on. Like they'll just keep you on as a lecturer forever. You're teaching 17,000 segments. Uh, You're making not a lot of money. You're doing all the grunt work (laughs) as the lecturer um, if you're doing this out of interest, okay, I could see myself perhaps teaching one course because I'm interested and I want to get people, you know, into the field and maybe I think I'm the right person to get them in. However, if I want to be a career academic, um, a lot of, a lot of people who are teaching at the universities are just stuck in this loop of like being lecturer, being lecturer, taking, working at three different universities at the same time, driving from place to place to place to place. And you as the student are paying a shit ton of money and they're not seeing any of it. <laughs> they're not seeing any of it either. And you're not getting the benefit of, I don't know, just getting what you paid for. Um, it's just a messy system and it's all financed by loans that can be given to anyone <laughs> that are never discharged, that are never secured. I don't know, man. There it, it, there's a, there's a, a whole uh, weird environment and ecosystem around this thing. If there hasn't already been, there needs to be like an expose documentary on Netflix that like... <laughs> It has everything we talk about that would just like bring people. Yeah, I just it just seems there's like some people that talk about this stuff. They're just kind of high level. Um, Eric Weinstein. I don't know if you've ever heard of his his podcast. No. He's got a brother, Brett Weinstein, who Weinstein. Like basic, it's Weinstein. Yeah, it's Weinstein. It's huh. it's Weinstein because whenever someone refers to them as Weinstein, they always correct them. But uh, he's got a podcast, the Portal Podcast. Um, it's very heady so I, I could see why it would turn people off he's very um intellectual in his conversations uh he brings other intellectuals on but he's he's a pretty strong critic of, of that world and i i just think that the way that he talks about that stuff it's not um the information is not that available to most people because it just he's talking about a too high level where i just don't think most people would be interested or have access to like they just don't want to hear it that way so Hopefully that information can, I don't know, be disseminated in a more, in a way that people are more connected to. But yeah, the, I, I really do think that there is a big issue with the whole ecosystem surrounding it because I just see a, you know, a bubble waiting to happen. Okay. <laughs> Where it's, this is not a, this is not a, this one you can't, this is a societal problem that I, I can't imagine how you would, how you would divide this one up politically. It's like, Everyone that's growing up, that's going to the college system, is going to be affected by this. It doesn't matter what affiliation right, because you, can't, you have. I what. mean, it's it's the game. Like you have to play. Yeah. Like what is the right. alternative? It's not like you can strike and say like, oh, employer, like don't be interested in looking for this this requirement anymore. Like that's not going to happen. But I guess like my advice, just I, and again, it depends on the field that you're going into, obviously, but. Based on what I've seen, 
and I think most people would agree with this in non sort of traditional like medical fields or areas where like engineering or somewhere we'd need like an explicit certification time and time again, I hear that experience is the most important thing. So if you have to play the game and you have to have a piece of paper, my advice is to get the most practical piece of paper that you can get. Spend your time in college learning the basics and learning about what you want to do in the future. And if that means spending some time in like a local community college or something to get that, which if you spend 10 minutes researching, you'll find that most shit is transferable anyways. So Mm. acquire transferable credits the cheapest way you can and then spend as long as you need to figure out the general direction that you want to go and then cap the degree off at a university, get the piece of paper and move on, get, get your experience as soon as possible, potentially while you're in school. That was the other like good sort of happy accident that I made, which was like doubling down on working in the industry that I was interested in on both fronts, both like from a journalist perspective and uh, a technology perspective while I was attending school no, I wasn't getting paid shit, but I was gaining that knowledge that I could then later point to and say like, oh, I have four years of experience in this and a four-year degree like that. Both were true because I was doing it at the same time. And so it's like um, something that I felt gave me an immense advantage over walking away from those four years and saying, I don't have any experience. I have a piece of paper. I have $100,000 in debt, which is often the case for people. So yeah, well, I don't think we're going to change change the game anytime soon, but you can at least use the game and use a strategy that, that's advantageous to you and escape without crippling debt. There are ways to do that. Yeah, I think of this too, like how do you change the game, right? Like wh- what do you have to do on the fundamental level? Some I think you have to change like-, like we're doing it, right? Like we are, I think <clears throat> if if you were in a position to hire somebody if I was in a position to hire somebody a generation from down the road, I feel like people just are need to come around to the realization that this is not the best way to educate. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, there are a lot of people that are self-taught now, just generally. Um, Autodidacts, I think is, is what they're referred to. That's the term for it. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know, in time, I think it'll just sort of naturally pivot. And I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I'm sure universities will still exist, but maybe it'll be more reasonably priced, you know, maybe as with everything, it's just not going to be as accepted. Like predatory lending is just fucked up. Like the fact that it's just widely accepted that you should go and borrow huge sums of money, whether it's for a car, whether it's for education, whether it's for a house. I mean, we've seen this time and time again, and I don't know that we've learned our lesson, but like to some extent, you know, like the housing crisis put stricter, um regulations uh, in place uh, to some extent of uh, in terms of like how they can loan money and like what the qualifications are or whatever those could easily just loosen up or be reversed at some point but we learned something from that i feel like there also has to be like a massive education scandal where like you know in a recession Maybe maybe this is it right now. Maybe like all these kids who are going to school acquiring all this debt. Like if if the jobs don't turn around and they're suddenly leaving and we have like this student debt crisis proliferate, maybe then it'll force people to ask themselves that question, which is like, wow, I can't afford to like pay my rent or my car payment, and I have a 
edu- I have a student loan bill that's twice what both of those are, and there's no jobs. Something's got to give, and it's not, and it right. can't be the, the house or the car because those are like, you know, we've already tried that. So like, the discussion has to be had. Some part of me feels like the tightening up of the mortgage industry, you know, where there was a lot of loose predatory lending and just easy money and second mortgages and third mortgages on an existing, like, this might be too geeky, but like second lien position, third lien position, like you're basically second or third in line if the house forecloses on, so you're not getting money pretty much, but they were lending money this way. But these these business ideas... Uh, led the economy forward, which I, I don't mean in the right direction, but they continue to make money and make money. And now that some of the, you know, the, these practices aren't um, possible anymore, or at least for right now, they're not possible. There has to be a different way to like fill that void of money increase. And it, some, I, some part of me just feels like, hey, the lenders thought of a new way to, <laughs> you know, fill that void. And that void is student loans. I mean, I obviously I I don't, I'm not sitting in a boardroom with people who make decisions uh, regarding mortgage or I'm sorry, uh, debt products and lending. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm wondering if there's like uh, subprime student loan uh, or like, uh, what is it? Like, like those, the mortgage products that existed that were a problem, like collateralized debt for right. student loans somehow like if that's happening already that'd be hilarious i'm sure it is i'm sure it is like Let's, oh this uh, is the student loans call risky. Me if you why don't you that. yeah bun- bundle all these risky student loans together and and mm-hmm. give them a, a better rating and sell them off and then like everybody's yeah. just betting on the fact that no one defaults on student loans because you can't and then that's gonna have to happen at some point yeah they're gonna have to start selling those packages that don't perform to make profit because there will be a bubble as the things get more expensive. But a lot of them are federal loans them. anyway, so I guess it's not really the same thing. But I mean, they're still they're still going to be selling those packages, even if they're federal loans. I don't know enough about it, but I don't know if the if they're servicing all of them. Maybe they're original. See, I don't have loans. the formal education in this matter enough to uh, speak <laughs> <Neither do> <laughs> Give me four years and a hundred thousand dollars, and I'll come back and I'll be uh, well, able to speak to this. My assumption is that the government is also using it to generate revenue. So even though they're a government loan, they may be trading, you know, the the loans and packages places to continue to increase revenue for whatever segment of the <coughs> revenue stream this is. But I'm not I'm not I don't know enough about that either. So I should probably just shut up about that. But yeah, it's just um I think easy lending and no way out has led to uh, just this huge increase in people going into debt and people getting into schools and a real decline in quality. Yeah, like I also went to community college and what people tell <laughs> for reasons of I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. Right. Yeah, whatever. That's a whole start classes, drop out, start classes, drop out. But if I did that at, like at a university level, holy shit. Yeah. That, that would have cost so much money. But yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a, like you, an advocate of community college. Like, hey, it's two years of you're going to be doing the same programming everywhere you go, or more, and you're going to transfer there. And if you really need, if there's anyone listening, and you really need to party with your friends, email us. I'll ship you a case of Natty Light. It's on me. Go party with your friends. You don't have to go to college. I got you. Don't worry about it. I'll. Uncle Mike's going to take care of you and pay for your party time was, instead of you that was taking the other, out a loan. Like, yeah, like I, I never, for community college, like I still lived at home for that. 
but we would go like i had friends that went to different universities and stuff and like we would just take like road trips on the weekend and go hang out at those colleges and and like do that <laughs> right, right. part of it go be a parasite on there yeah and, it was just like, and then i would leave and it was like just the taste that i needed to be like okay this is like fun for like a day but i don't want to live in some like crusty carpeted fucked up student housing situation anyway and right. then i went home and then worked and went to community college and that was it was fucking fine like i I feel like i got the best of both worlds and community college i mean shit if i recall correctly i want to say it was something like 12 or 1300 dollars a term versus like what 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 it would be like thirty thousand dollars at like u of m or something so so my university cost per credit hour was i think it was 475 dollars a credit hour my community college level was, if I'm remembering this right, 150 a credit hour, 125, something That's like that. Still kind of expensive. 125, not really. Think about it. You're doing uh, whatever, 12 credits. I don't know how to do math. What is that? Some, what was it? OCC. Numbers. Yeah. If you're a resident, or if you're a, what is it? It's isn't it 100 and? I thought it was cheaper than that because I I went I don't around know how the same to do time. math. 125 times 12. Yeah, dude, you're paying 1500 dollars for a semester. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's for, about what I was For full-time versus 475 times 12 doing math here on the show. Uh, 5700 bucks. <laughs> 5700 <laughs> $5, not bad, though, either. It's not. But that's if you're staying there and you're, you know what I mean, and you're out-of-state res- tuition, mine is in-state, you know. So some of the community of colleges st- are legit, too. I mean, like, I would say I that some of the... legit. Did you go to, you <laughs> went to Orchard Ridge? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, that can't like the campus is nice. The some of the like more interesting classes I had ever had were there. <laughs> like I had like really, and it's because I think a lot of the professors are like they're there for like the right reasons because they're not making like crazy money, but they're I, just like they, into it and they're into education and stuff. And so like they were really pushing it. And a lot of them were, you know, it's like they had been they had seen the shit. And now like, this is where like a lot of them were like semi retired and stuff, which normally I would say is like a a. a maybe not what you're looking for but like for depending on the class if they're more passionate they have more time to really devote themselves versus to your point the sort of guest lecturer who's just being farmed out and outsourced to be there to spit words right. out um, right yeah i had like some of the more interesting lectures were at occ the fucking uh facilities were nicer in a lot of ways than the university I ended up going to they had like newer shit and like the grounds were nice. It was close. Like I could just park and walk in. It wasn't like a clusterfuck where you're like parking downtown and paying like $800 a term for parking. And I mean, yeah. This is a plug for community colleges. Yeah. We're sponsored by community college, <laughs> the community college association of America. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, that's my advice is just, you're not going to know what you want to do. Even if you're lucky enough to know what you want to do, you're wrong. And you need to just like spend some time right. hashing that out. Not saying you shouldn't go to college because obviously that's not going to change anytime soon, but take a break, go to find a community college that works for you nearby, um, bounce around, take some weird shit, take some things that maybe you're like tangentially interested in and yeah, community college prices. Yeah, community sure. college prices. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, 150 bucks. Boom. Like, you could, you know, right. see if you want to be a botanist or like a statistician or a therapist or a technology, uh, like a software engineer or something. So, those are all options. Play around with it. Pay for it. 
in cash, pay all your interest up front if given the option. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, once you figure out, you know, and you're still going to be wrong, even if you think you know at the end of like a year or two of community college, but take your best guess, go to a university, transfer all your shit, wrap it up, try not to have for, 10 years of debt when you walk away. For those that might be listening that aren't students, I think that there definitely should be some sort of push for, um, it's not for the reasons of giving people a break, but I think there definitely should be a push to be able to discharge student loan debt uh, because I do think that it will force um, colleges to improve their quality. It will force them to um, be more efficient with their money. I don't think they need landscaping and to redo their businesses every day or their buildings every day. These like you know, multi hundred million dollar gardens that they're building. Like they're cool. I, they're, I admire them, but you know, why don't you just make it cheaper and more affordable if you're genuinely concerned about the future of the students that, <laughs> that you are um, admitting into your facilities. So I think it would be a good idea and it's not for the, you know, I, I think sometimes this is spun as uh, people don't want to take responsibility. So this is like a forgiveness to the, you know, to, making people responsible and pay their debts back um pay your debts back you need to but why don't you put them on the same rules you and i can start a a bit you and i can take a loan out right now to advertise for this podcast for i don't know twelve (laughs) dollars for a lot of money and we can just default on it and file a bankruptcy for that business that we've established and good to go man see you later you know just drop that debt now if someone is using that to launch um, you're going to hold them to that. Well, you know, Jordan and I can be experimental and frivolous with, with money. Uh, and our, and our, right. <laughs> well, I'm not frivolous with it. Right. With, with money that they're, um, that's being loaned to me and I don't have a, you know, it's like different conditions now I'm frivolous with money because <laughs> like I'm, I'm buying an asset and I have income and they're like, Oh, we're going to take your stuff if you don't pay us back. But anyway, that's a, that's a digression. Um, cars anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I think that people should consider really thinking about how lending practices cause and are, I don't know, I, I imagine creating this looming dysfunction that's just waiting to happen because of the college system that they have become, I don't know, almost like in, in, integrated. They're almost like, I don't know, like formally integrated with. So go to community college, Jordan said, if you're a student. Pick yeah, a I trade, in my to opinion. everybody like they are students, <laughs> and that's probably not the case. But. No, but pick a trade. That's my opinion. I, or do trades in general. I don't know what the uh, why people are not doing trades. Go follow that, around know, some guy that, was, that does a trade. It's pretty damn interesting. I, I, I don't know what, say, what. Yeah, I was talking to a friend uh, when we were back home about he. He's like going through uh, whatever. Like he's becoming a journeyman uh, electrician mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know any of these terms, but. He, he was talking about like how long it takes and then even then you're not like a master so you can't like sign off on jobs and stuff alone you still need like a master t- uh, electrician to like sign off on it and it, it's like eight years or something before you're like fully good to go on your own in that trade and it's cra- it was just it struck me how crazy that was not not saying it's unwarranted but just that you know you can do a million other things without that level of certification like you could like oh you want to be a cop 
here you go like you just get like an associates and then here's a handgun and you can go like fucking nightstick people in the streets if you want with impunity i mean that seems to be the case but like oh you're gonna install like a garage door opener and somebody's you know a trip and those things are they're fucking recession proof though they're like recession proof oh yeah there's huge value in it i'm just saying like it's it's interesting how we arbitrarily choose which things need like official certification and are like very very like strict and regulated versus the other things that are not um because i do yeah i I mean electricity fucking we like literally don't still don't know fully how all of it works so like i do want a guy (laughs) i have no idea no i mean but there are like i'm not even even joking there are things that are like a lot of what's what we know about electricity is theoretical so it's like yeah i do want a guy who spent eight fucking years dealing with this shit before he like installs my ev charger in the garage and it burns the house down um but like i also kind of want everybody to have that like level of certification (laughs) or experience not necessarily the piece of paper i want them to have dealt with this stuff before um but yeah it's trades are that's the other thing too i think we've just kind of come around to education as being like this it's like well you just do it you just go get the education you have to get a degree and you want to like white collar desk job and it's like well why though because if no one's doing the other jobs prestige yeah yeah. there's like some weird prestige to a degree where it's like yeah for what i don't know right like oh cool you have like a english degree tell me what you're going to do with that versus that you can any of them I, i don't see some you know like any prestige associated with it any i don't know i just i do a thing i had to go through the training like the guy that's doing electricity or the guy that's doing plumbing or the guy that's doing medicine or whatever and that's it it's not some prestigious thing it's like i just learned i needed to get skills to be able to function in society and that was it so just think about that for yourself but yeah if you're someone looking to get into the world consider that consider community college try not to get into debt don't go drink with your friends. Email me. I'll I'll send you a case of beer so that you don't get loan debt <laughs> to stay in a dorm somewhere and you're going to ruin your life. I got it. I'll we'll really know that if nobody's listening, if they don't take you up on your free case of beer <laughs> offer. I mean, shit. <laughs> I got it. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. Again, though, to the, to the others listening, um, strongly consider, you know, pushing, propagating this information or this idea for, um, you know, reducing or not reducing, I'm sorry, removing, what is it considered? Um, just allow student loan debt to have the same sort of framework as all other debts that we're using so that people aren't stuck and we're not facing this looming bubble because it's going to crash down on us. It's inevitable. We can't just kick that down the road. Yeah, so. when it does and when they just forgive all student loan debt, I'm going to be really pissed that I didn't get like a PhD <laughs> well, in astrophysics from uh, MIT or something. No, I mean, look, it sucks for the people who paid off their stuff, right? Like, I, my, I, I took out loans, I paid it, it's gone, right? My family paid it too, so that's cool. I was privileged enough to, I paid some, my family paid some, I was in a privileged position. But there are a lot of people that aren't, and um, thank you for paying yours <laughs> entirely welcome. because, but no, but well, I got some help. like, yeah, yeah, we can't go back now and, you know, everyone gets upset that you know, they paid before and like, they want to spite the future generations. It's like, it's going to be a loss for us too. Like just because you and I took loans out and paid them. If we don't figure something out for the people down the road, you and I are going to be burdened with the same issue, even though it wasn't our debt, because like as a society, we're deciding that it's good debt to have, you know, it's okay debt to have. So yeah, consider that conversation people. I don't know. Have it, talk about it, propagate it, 
And this this should not be a politicized issue. I, this is not a this group of people or this group. This is every person that I know that is, has gone to school or is going to school now. Every single one I talk to, it doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what their political affiliation is, what their income level is. It's all of them are going to schools, working really hard, and they're going to be saddled with debt. So this is not something that can be used as a device in some sort of divisive way. Get on board, please. Mm-hmm. This is not okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Perfect. Solid I'll be enough. talking about holes that I dug again next week, so it'll be back to normal. <laughs> Dude, you should be like a. You should be go to trade school for like hole digging. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. There's grave diggers. Is that a trade? There you go. Yeah, if you can make your holes a little bit more like square, like rectangular <laughs> and precise, then maybe you could like moonlight as a grave digger. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. All right, man. I will see you next time. Mm-hmm. Have fun with your dog. I hear. I see you getting yeah. distracted over there. Yeah, he's somewhere. <laughs> All right. See you, man. All right. Take care.